Welcome to the Live Big Podcast featuring Dr. Derek Greer, where we teach principles from God's Word that will empower you to live big. For more information, visit DerekGreer.com. Here's Dr. Greer. So here they are, they're pulling in to, to, to Grace Church, First Church, Second Church, Third Church, and, 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 and the Bible said they secured the ship's what? Lifeboat. So, so they're trying to get some cover, and then they, they, they get the lifeboat right, meaning they get their, their, their eternal security secure. They come back to church for a Sunday, one Sunday now. They come back for one Sunday. <laughs> they get saved, so when they die, they go into heaven. They got their lifeboat secure. But the change is not deep enough for them to turn around. Then it says, after hoisting it up, they use supports or ropes here. To underguard the ship. This was a, a custom. And basically, the, the team was saying, Lord, I'm still not willing to obey you. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna do everything within my power to make this thing work and to hold it together. How many have ever tried to hold things together in your life, in your own strength, in your own power? Yeah. It's, it's your last resort. Lord, I, I'm gonna hold this together. I got this. You know what? It's, it's bad, but, but I think I, I could get through it. And, and your life is hanging together by a string. And God's watching. He's like, are you finished yet? <laughs> Just let me know when you're done, because when you're done, that's when I can step in. All right. All right. Then fearing, they realize they can't hold this together. And it's not that God's being mean. It's just that you're so stubborn. He knows what it will take to get your attention. Then fearing that they would run aground on the, the sartis or the, the little sand little things there, sandbars, they lowered the what? Gear. Other translations said they lowered the, the sails. Ever, ever get in so deep that, you know what, you can't really stop where you're going. The best you could do is kind of slow it down maybe. You know, you, you, you've been going too fast for too long the deer's in the middle of the road. There's no way you're going to miss the deer. All you can do is kind of put on the brakes and not hit it as hard as you would have if you didn't. This was how deep they were into their mess. Anybody ever been this deep? I'm not talking at you. I'm talking about what I know, where I've been, and don't pretend you ain't been there either. Everybody looks so pious in here. I don't know what he's talking about. I'm... Really? And thus, they're not sailing anymore. They are driven along. First, you were taking crack. Now, crack is taking you. Since we were violently storm-tossed, they began the next day to jettison the what? Cargo. Now, here's the truth. If they would have listened, this would have never happened. Every time I've made a major mistake in my life, there was something in my heart that said, you shouldn't do this. If you look back on your life, don't blame God. God was the only one telling you the right thing to do. You just wouldn't listen. And on the third day, they threw the ship's tackle overboard. They already took down their sails. Now they're throwing out their sails. I mean, they're, they're, they're near the end of themselves. And they did it with their own hands, meaning not only is the sea against them, 
they've turned against themselves. And, and I mean, it's just, just man, they're, they're, in, they're in deep trouble. Verse 20. When neither sun nor stars appeared for many days. You need to reflect on the fact this is not a, a modern-day cruise ship. These men and women, they, they navigated by the position of the sun and the stars. If you could not see the North Star, you didn't know what direction you were going. If you didn't see certain uh, uh, you know, star configurations, you, know, you really didn't know where you are, and you, you were really lost at sea. It said, when neither sun nor stars appeared for, for how long? Many days. You say, Bishop, I know the Bible said I shouldn't be with this person or that person. You know, after all, he's an Aries and I'm a, I'm a Leo. <laughs> I've heard this type of thing now. <laughs> but then he starts going upside your head. Where's your horoscope now? We listen to every other authority except the ultimate authority and then complain about the fact we broke, we messed up in a storm, can't get out of the crisis. But if we would have listened, not trying to condemn here, but I am trying to put an emphasis on obedience. If we learn to listen, it could save us our cargo. It'll save us our ship. And we've already discovered the life, you know, ships and cargo you can, you, can, you can live without. But it was the life of every individual that was in danger on this boat here. It says here, I'm at verse what? 20? Great. It says, they were, they were out there for many days and no small tempest lay on us. All hope of our being saved was at last, what? Abandoned. They finally set up the white flag. They completely lost their way, couldn't see a way out. I want to reiterate what I said. Sometimes it's not that God's being mean as much as we are so stubborn. He's saying, listen, your problem is you're so strong, you won't bow. Your legs are so strong, they won't bend. And I have found in my life, my strength is often my weakness. That's why the Bible says not many strong, not many noble. Because when, when, when you're strong in yourself, you feel like you don't need God. I wrapped up my boat well. I've, I've done everything. You know what? I'm just going to trust that what I've done will work out. But finally, they got to the place. They recognized their own strength, their own wit, their own ability, their own understanding of the sea was not going to work. Some of the greatest moments in my life was when I realized I'm not so smart. When I realized I'm not so strong. When I realize, you know what, I'm not as well advised as I thought. It's when I come to the end of myself that God can finally speak some sense to me. It's not that he's being mean. The real issue is the stubbornness of yours in my heart at times. Since they had been without food for what? Long time. So, I mean, they're frightened. They're hopeless, they're hungry. But then, when, then, Paul stood up only when they, no more hope. They've abandoned hope. They gave up trusting in natural hope. Then Paul stood up and he said to them, men, you should have listened to me. This is a little bit of an I told you so, but he's also Establishing authority. He's saying, guys, 
this God in me was accurate. Men, you should have listened to me. And God says, you know, we, we get mad at Adam and Eve, but guess what? We've done in our lives everything Adam and Eve did. Meaning we're hypocrites and we really agreed. I know that, man, I'm not going over well this morning, but I'm helping you if you listen to me. Men, you should have listened to who? Me. Eve, you should have listened to God, but no, it looked good, tasted good. It was shiny. Adam, you should have listened to God, but no, she had curves. She smelled good, looked good. You hear what I'm saying? Adam and Eve became we the people. And God, you are them. Between the two of us, we've agreed. Now God is on the outside, and, and now nations are taking popularity. Are you hearing me? Polls to determine what's right and what's wrong. Last I checked, not a president of a nation created an earth. Not a Congress created the sun, moon, or stars. Not a Supreme Court determined a person's eternal destiny. Sometimes we take ourselves too seriously. He said, you should have listened to me and not listened to your horoscope. You should have listened to me instead of What's that, ChristianMates.com? <laughs> Nothing wrong with it. Might be a place for it, but uh, if you're going to do it, please meet that person in a public place. Do not exchange information. You don't know them. And don't think you know them till you meet their friends. <laughs> Just a little, little, you know, side information there. <laughs> you should have listened to me. You shouldn't set sail into that marriage, in that friendship, in that job, in that business. I done told you it wasn't going to work out. But you were looking at the Dow Jones. You hear what I'm saying? You were looking at other things except what I, God, who lives in your heart, was saying to you. And because you didn't listen, you've incurred this injury and this what? If you just would have listened, it wouldn't have been like this. Yet now, I'm not here to condemn you. There's still hope. Yet now, I urge you, just like I told you last time and I was right, I'm telling you again. God will give you another chance. I've learned a second chance, third chance, 15, 29 chance. How many? Some of y'all the 999 chance. Because you said, a good God. Better than we deserve. That's worthy of a clap. <laughs> Yet now I urge you to take heart. They were totally wrong. It wasn't too late for God to intervene. For in spite of what you did, in spite of what you've done, pay attention here. There will be no loss of life among you, meaning you're not going to die. But you won't like this part. But you will lose the ship. And sometimes when we go too far and get too deep into rebellion, 
you may lose that marriage. You may lose that job. You, you may lose your health for a season. You, you may lose some things, but you will keep what's most important. Are you hearing me? Many of us mad because we lost some stuff in life. Join the living and breathing world. Everybody alive has lost something. Everybody alive has been knocked down, kicked, and made fun of ridicule. Everybody alive has unfair stuff has happened in life, but you need to thank God at least you're still alive to get up and live another day. Yeah, you lost some stuff. I understand. But let me tell you something. The devil wasn't after your stuff. He was trying to kill you. You say, God, how did you love me? You know, I, I had this car crash and I broke my arm. The devil was trying to kill you. Better thank God you walked away only with a broken arm. <laughs> you better learn to, 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 to focus on what you have left, not what you lost. You better thank God that all you lost was your house. All you lost was your job. All you lost was that man that wasn't worthy of you anyway, or that woman. You better be grateful. All you lost was some money and some stuff. But the stuff that mattered, God protected and put a hedge around it. You hear me? You will lose stuff in life, things. But God, what did he say to Job? The devil going to take, he wanted to kill Job. He's a murderer and a, and a thief. He, I'm, I'm, I'm going to wipe out your man. But God said, no, no, no. You take everything he has, but I'm putting a fence. Don't you touch his life. And Job could have complained about all his stuff. He said, lift his hand and said, I lived another day, Lord. I have a chance to, he, everything that was stolen from him, he got back twice. And when you worship God in calamity, that's what will happen. So, so don't be so attached to your stuff. You got to have, you know, your core values together. At least, you know what, I still got this and, and this. I'm still alive. I can live another day. And, and if I got it the first time, I can get it back the second time. It's not the stuff that matters, but the God who gave me the stuff and, and the God is still around. So I'm, I'm going to be okay. He said, Take heart, there will be no loss of life among you, but only the ship. For this very night, there stood before me an angel of God to whom I belong and whom I worship. Pay attention. Only one man on this boat belonged to God. But all 276 people were saved because of him. He didn't say because y'all are good people. They weren't good people. He didn't say because y'all behave right. We see they behave poorly. Badly. He said, an angel of God whom I belong and whom I worship, he said this to me, don't be afraid. And, and I like Paul, and I like the way they lead here in the New Testament. They don't act like, you know, they're just great men of faith. He had some fears, too. He was hungry, too. When it got late, he started saying, Lord, you sure you got this? And so the angel came. He said, don't, don't be afraid, Paul. I got this. You must stand before Caesar. What he's saying is, Mr. Airplane, I recognize that you are on a collision course, but because I'm on this plane and I have a purpose for my life and God is not through with me yet, 
I don't know what's going to happen to this plan, but I know that I am going to be okay and everybody God has given to me. This is the audacity of faith. Faith will make you seem a little bit arrogant. Faith will, faith will make you bold when other people are frightened and, and timid and afraid. He was saying, listen, Paul, I'm not through, so you can't die. So here's the deal in my life. Since I'm not through, I'm not dying. And the moment I'm through, take me on home. I don't need to be here no more. Like this place, but not in love with it. You could take me, I'll be okay. But um, you see, only people who are living for their purpose can speak that way. You just want long life so you can, you, first you're afraid to die. You go to church as much as you're afraid because you know that you really don't know whether or not you're going to make it in or not. But when you're living in your purpose, man, man, you're on earth for one reason. Lord, I'm here to do what you've assigned me to do. I still have some boys to raise. You hear what I'm saying? A woman to love, a church to pastor, places to go, a message to take. And for you, I, I still, Lord, you told me about this business. I have a business to build. Lord, you, you told me about this position. I still have a position to gain. You hear what I'm saying? And, and Lord, I haven't fulfilled my purpose, so I'm not ready. So when the devil comes to take you early, and he will because he's a thief. He will steal from you whatever you let him steal. He, he, he will come. But when you have a sense of purpose and, and you know, Jesus, he, he knew what he came here to do. He didn't come here to be comfortable. He came here to live and then to die. And that was his purpose. And at 33, he got it done. And if I could get my purpose done at, at 45, I'm ready to go. No hints, though. I got, I, I got, I got lots of stuff left to do. So I'm going to be here for a minute. But he said, no, no, no. You have to stand before Caesar, I, I, I have a, see, this, this, this was about his purpose. Discover your purpose, and your life can become fail-safe until it gets accomplished. Then he said, and behold, you see, Paul loved people. His heart was souls, and he wasn't just praying for himself. He was praying for everybody on that boat. He said, God has granted you as if to say, granted implies that he made a request. He wasn't just asking for himself. And we got to get past just asking for ourselves, for me and mine, us for no more. And begin to, to, to ask for the nation, ask for our communities, ask for everybody on our job, ask for everybody on our bus. You hear what I'm saying? Everybody in that car as we slug in. And behold, God has granted you all those who what? Uh, this is powerful. This is powerful, powerful stuff. Psalms 2 and 8 says in the King James Version, God will give us the heathen for our inheritance. A lot of folks trying to kick the heathen out, trying to go somewhere where there are not so many heathen. But God said, I will give you the heathen if you want them. If you're willing to eat with a sinner, you're willing not to beat them but love on them. You hear what I'm saying? Preaching better than you saying amen this morning. He said, I will give us, God will give us the heathen for our what? inheritance. So here's my attitude. Lord, our nation has gone crazy. We're going bankrupt. We're heading for a crash. Give me D.C. Lord, our schools have gone crazy. Lord, give me the school system. Lord, my family's acting like they lost their mind. Give me my nieces. Give me my nephews. Does anybody hear me? He said, Paul, I will give you Everybody on this boat. Yeah. 
crisis time is an opportunity for the righteous. <laughs> and we're in a dark enough crisis for the voice of the righteous to be heard and run to. He said, and behold, God has granted you all. They say, all? I don't want to miss a one. I don't want one soul that God's caused me, called me to reach for me to die, perish in a storm without reaching that person. It's not just about my life, it's about that life. So when I walk around, in my mind, I'm carrying millions of people with me. Who are you carrying? Let me tell you something. If you're a part of this church, you too are carrying millions of people. Because collectively, that's what we're reaching. That's what we're doing. We get emails from Korea, Japan. We, we get e emails and stuff from nations I can't even pronounce. They're watching on the networks, people in, in strange places, a live stream. And I'm like, how do they even know who we are? I don't know. But everywhere we go, we carry that. So you need to know as you're a part of this house, you carry our destiny with you. And the part you carry is the, is, is the part that God wants to keep and preserve in order for us to get our job done. It takes all of us. Verse 25, and I'm through for the morning. So take heart, men. If I don't know about y'all, but I have faith in God. All because one person believed. It doesn't take a million. We don't have to have a prayer rally with a half million people to change the nation. All God needs is just a couple persons to believe God to step into their purpose for their lives. And God will give us the whole nation if we do it. So take heart, man. No condemnation. They're wrong. Wouldn't listen. Didn't listen. But here he is encouraging. Isn't that like our Jesus? In spite of all the stuff we did and we knew better. We knew better. Y'all know you knew better. You knew better. You have been listening to the Live Big Podcast with Dr. Derek Greer. For more information, visit DerekGreer.com or follow Dr. Greer on social media.